Okay, we now begin Mesechas Bikurim, and this will serve as a general brief introduction to the Mesechta. The word Bikurim means first fruits, uh, much like the word Bechor was uh, like Makat Bechorot, the slaying of the firstborn in Egypt. So these are one's first early ripening fruits. And the Torah's basic commandment here is that one should take his first fruits, assuming that they are his, on his property in Eretz Yisrael, that are of the seven types of produce that Eretz Yisrael is praised with, specifically wheat, barley, olives, dates, grapes, figs, and pomegranates. And he marks off the little red string, the first emerging of those fruits, the best ones, and he will bring them to the base of Mikdash when they are ripen and give them there to a Kohen. They'll be um, either put in front of the Mizbeach or waved in front of the Mizbeach, um, he and the Kohen together. And then uh, the person who brings these Bikurim will um, recite uh, several verses that are brought in Meseches, excuse me, in, in Parshas Kitavo. Um, they're the same verses that the Haggadah is built around, that we darshan, and um, which tell basically the story of Kalal Yisrael from its very beginning, when it was just a, a family and end of Arami Ovid Avi, the Lavan and Yaakov beginnings, um, all the way going down to Mitzrayim, Egypt, and then ultimately after servitude, Hashem responding to their cries, being brought back to uh, Eretz Yisrael, promised and fulfilling the promise that was made to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov of the Jews and their descendants coming to Eretz Yisrael, and seeing the literal fruition of that promise, the uh, fructification of the land, the land bringing forth fruit, and then in recognition of that, one uh, is bringing these fruit, the first fruits, thanking Hashem for fulfilling that promise, and it's not just about the land of this particular crop, therefore, but a recognition of the entire historical process of the Jewish people and their, um, their specialness in terms of their relationship with Hashem, as well as their deliverance and Hashem's involvement in their lives and the Hashem's long-term vision of Jews building society in Eretz Yisrael that's not just um, a just society, but also wholesome and, and prosperous, healthy uh, society as well. So, that is the the gist of Bikurim. The truth is, technically, there are going to be three separate mitzvahs of the 613 um, that are directly related to Bikurim. The first two are mitzvahs ase, and that is the obligation to set aside and bring those first fruits to the base of Mikdash. And the second is to recite those verses as part of the recognition of the Hakar Satov, the expressing gratitude to Hashem at the waving or bringing of the, the fruit and produce there in the Beis HaMikdash. Those are two mitzvahs, and they're not necessarily um, codependent. So as the mission will say right at the beginning of the first first parak, there's times when a person would be obligated to bring his fruit, but yet be ineligible to make the recitation, etc. And the third mitzvah of the 613 is a separate lav, a prohibition for the kohanim to eat the bikurim, because the Kohanim left the, the fruit afterwards for them to eat. They're not brought on the Mizbeach. They're not offered as like as a, an offering on the altar. And they're just waved in front of the altar or put in front of the altar. And then the Kohanim will eat this produce that's brought to them. So there's a separate love not to take that Bikurim produce outside of Yerushalayim. So it's being treated like Kachim Kalim, like a lower sanctity sacrificial foodstuffs. That's fascinating. You will recall in Masechus Trumos, um, and actually a number of the Masechus we've dealt with here in Zeroim over the last uh, couple of Masechus, we discussed how Truma comes in four varieties. 
that's Truma Gadola, Trumas Meiser, Chala, that's the dough, first the dough gift, and Bikurim, the first fruit, which is our Masechta. And the reason for that is because the Pasuk refers to Bikurim as Trumas Yadecha, the, the Truma of your hand, the, the uplifted, exalted gift that you set aside of your hand. But the point is the verse refers to it as Truma, and that being the case, Bikurim are treated to a great extent like Truma, meaning one can make them tummy, and they're given to a Kohen, and they have to be protected, etc. Um, however, because they are involved in this procedure in the base of Mikdash, they're more than just Truma that's given to the Kohen. They are like kind of quasi-Kajim. They're treated kind of like uh, a Korban, like an offering. And that means just to illustrate the point, for example, one isn't allowed to let his Truma become tummy. But if it does become tummy, it's still given to the Kohen, and the Kohen can get benefit from the tummy Truma as, let's say, he burns it. So let's say you have tummy wheat, the wheat, the Truma tummy wheat's given to the Kohen. The Kohen can't eat that wheat because it's tummy, but he could burn it and use it as a fuel source to, you know, heat up his pot. One cannot get benefit from tummy Bikurim because as a carbon, when it becomes tummy, getting benefit, getting benefit from it is forbidden, for example. And similarly, um, the bring of the giving of Truma is sort of the end of the story when it comes to giving the gift. But when one brings his his uh, bikurim in the base of mikdash, it's kind of like a carbon. One's ob- obligated to stay overnight there in Yerushalayim, um, which is the case when one brings any sort of offering in the base of mikdash. So it's a quasi a quasi offering, and um, therefore bikurim is truma plus. And the Masechta will discuss um, the relationship and uh, contrast the differences between Bikurim and Truma. Um, so therefore, the main thrust of the content of the Masechta will be basically who has to bring Bikurim, how they bring Bikurim, when they bring Bikurim, and so on. Um, but uh, along the way, we'll actually be going to a number of different tangents. It's actually one of the more um, discursive Masechtas. You think it's about Bikurim, but we will lapse into discussions about uh, about converts and about esrogim and about blood and in fact the fourth parak of the masechta which in truth technically is actually not one of the, not mishnayas truth is it's a brisa set of brises but it's connected here and for a long time been appended to masechta's um, bikurim as if it were the fourth chapter in and of itself um is a whole masechta basically that excuse me a whole parak dedicated to discussion of how one deals with the androgynous the androgynous being a, a person who has the unfortunate scenario of um, having both male and female and parts, and how to deal with him in halacha. So that will be the the topic and scope of our Masechta. And as Hashem, now we begin.